Hey guys, welcome back to episode 29 of the Transform Your Life podcast. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? I am. I'm good. I, I say that with a little bit of reservation because there's so much bubbling around right now. Um, but overarching, I'm good. Totally. Yeah. And here in Ontario, there's something pretty crazy happening. So today is actually, let me think here, the second day since some big changes in terms of the vaccine passport. So today we thought we would dive a little bit deeper into that. I know that if you are listening to the episode and it is going to affect you, whether you're a mom, a dad, um, maybe you don't have kids, but you're being affected at affected by it because of gyms and restaurants. We just thought it would be a topic to dive into and kind of where we stand on the whole issue. Absolutely. So this one is, I wouldn't say it's going to be a heavier episode, but um, heavier content for sure. Um, And we know we're digging in on something that's controversial. So if you do not agree with us, if your um, sites don't align with ours, that's okay. We love you anyways. Um, We are going to be respectful. We're going to be um, hopefully open-minded in all of this. But um, yes, please feel to drop anything in the comments if there's anything you want to share or add. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think it's one of those things too that is so deeply influencing our everyday life in a way that lockdown has affected us and online learning has affected us. But the way that this feels so permanent, I think is the big deal for me. I don't think it's going to be, we introduce the vaccine passport and then all of a sudden it goes away. This is like a permanent change that may direct the future of Ontario from this point forward forever essentially right exactly and I think when I think about a passport right we all have this general idea of what a passport looks like it's this navy blue little fold-up thing depending on where you live maybe your is not navy blue right and it's got your picture and it means that you can get on a plane and travel to a different country you're telling me right now that I need to have a passport for my child to enter an arena without or with me That is wild to me that we are, that our government has that much control over the places in my own community that I can and cannot enter. And it's only just beginning. Does this passport expand into things beyond our arenas, our gyms, our nightclubs? It's literally on like on the website, sex clubs. (laughs) Oh, so sex clubs, you need to have a vaccine passport. Oh, and your kids, right? Like I just think, okay, so this would be the place that this all starts. What happens when it rolls out into more things? I'm just kind of pausing because I'm thinking maybe our American or even our Uh, other people listening, maybe they have no idea what we're talking about. So maybe we need to like back up a little bit. And and that was our error in communication here, guys. But essentially on September 22nd here in Ontario, there is going to be a list of things that you need a vaccine passport to get into. I know different places in the States are approaching it differently, but essentially here it is going to be restaurants and gyms. And the other key one is municipal buildings. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the municipal municipalities have communicated now if you want to take your kid to hockey you got to have a passport um i don't know ashley do you have the list there yes so it says restaurants and bars right um nightclubs meeting and event spaces such as such as banquet halls conference and convention centers um facilities used for sports and fitness Fitness training, such as gyms and recreational facilities, sporting events, casinos, bingo halls, gaming establishments, concerts, music festivals, theaters, cinemas, strip clubs, bathhouses, and sex clubs. Do we have those in Ontario? Bathhouses. (laughs) That's awesome. Racing venues. And so that completes the list so far. And that's just been rolled out 
And that's, um, yeah. And you only need to have one vaccine for it to count, just so you know. Um, some places can request that you're fully vaccinated, but as long as you have your little paper that shows that you've at least received your first shot, you are good to go. You're well on your way to it's saving so the world. You know you. what? And we're going to dive into it, but guys, um, I actually went and got my first shot last week, so it's very fresh and new. And mm-hmm. as she's putting in the stuff into her little computer, she's like, you're going to want to make sure that you check your email and that you get this printed because this is where everything this is what everybody needs right now. And she was so enthusiastic about making sure that I got my paper and that I checked my, my junk email and you better sure make sure that you do it because if you don't do it right away, then it can expire and you got to get it printed. But if you don't get it printed, you can go to the Ontario website and she's just rolling it off. Right. Mm -hmm. As if it was almost like I was getting a ticket to, I don't know, go to my next vacation. It was like, she was granting me this freedom and I Uh could see it in the excitement on her face. It's like, you need this. You better check your email. And I thought that was such an interesting experience to be on the other side of, of like, she recognizes that like this paper will give certain rights, freedoms and Mm -hmm. privileges to certain people here in Ontario if they have that paper. So that kind of leads into what you're going to communicate of like, okay, what's going on here? Why is it that your choice to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine grants you certain privileges, rights, freedoms, or strips those away? Absolutely. And that's the thing I think that I find, I don't care if you're vaccinated. I don't care if you're unvaccinated. I believe in pro-choice. You do with your body what feels right to it. And if that means you get the vaccine because you think that you're protecting yourself, then you should. And if you don't get the vaccine because you're afraid of all the things that are coming down the line with that, cool. That's your choice. The fact that we're telling the, the consequence of that choice, though, is where I see discrimination so blatantly pounding in our faces. And I see so many vaccinated and unvaccinated people waking up to that, going, whoa, 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 this is no longer about COVID, right? This is no longer about a deadly virus that seems to be spreading, if you believe that. It's about control and it's about compliance, Because I know so many people who are vaccinated. I know so many people who are not vaccinated. And there's not a single person that says to me, ooh, if you're not vaccinated, you can't hang out with me. And I'm sure there are. That's And that's okay. But most of the people that I sit with aren't thinking, they maybe are thinking, I'm double vaxxed. I'm safe. We can hang out. Right? Cool. That's fine. Right? I don't think, I don't think most people are feeling that this passport is exactly what we need. We need to get everybody on board with this thing. I think there's so many people going, whoa, you're going to lose your job if you don't get vaccinated? Whoa, your kids can't enter the arena. My can. Whoa, like they, they're starting to see that this division, this discrimination is bigger than, hey, you should get the vaccine or I don't want to get the vaccine. Cool. And I think that's the scary thing that I see happening is that, and my husband has talked about this. He's like, I have to think about this whole thing because yeah, I might be losing my job if I don't get it. Like the fact that we're at a place where the consequence is losing your occupation. The consequence is your kids not being in sports. The consequence, right? That's a pretty huge consequence. 
Totally. And that's where, even for me, that's what was the final straw for me to get it. Mm -hmm. This was the first time that I was like, ah, you know what? This is going to greatly influence my life. My kid is signed up for hockey that starts in November. My husband isn't ready to get his vaccine. So he's essentially, I could drop him off as a five-year-old boy at an arena all by himself. Go figure it out. Because that makes you a good parent. And how would he even tie his, like, skates? And I'm like, okay, then he walks in with his guards. Like, it's it's all of those things. So I'm like, you know what? I am going to suck it up and just get the vaccine. But the thing that we aren't okay with is the fact that people are put in that position mm-hmm. where it's like, am I going to miss out on my kid playing sports? Am I going to miss out on the job and the career that I love? Am I going to not, like, I work in the fitness industry. Am I not going to ever be able to walk inside a gym again? Right. It's bullshit. But I'm like, just put the needle in your arm. And that to me, although not what I agree with, I just did it. And so even I didn't tell you that I was doing it. And then it was like, Hey, by the way, I got a shot today. And that's okay. But that's your choice, girl. I support that. No, no. But I think The part, though, that is so conflicting within me Mm -hmm. is, like, I think restaurants and gyms have already been so deeply hurt by COVID-19. And here we are then saying, okay, you know what? Small businesses or small gyms or even big box gyms, we're going to hit you again. Now you you have to turn down revenue for your business that's already struggling because you need to ask for this passport. Or you go, okay, you know what? We're going to kind of, like be a little bit more laxy daisy about it. And then the people who are very much on the side of like vaccines matter, they won't go to, they might not want to go to your establishment because you aren't on the side of vaccine passports are super important. It's how we keep all of our members safe. It's how we keep all of our customers safe. So they are then in that position of, are we going to reinforce this passport and be on the side of that? Or are we going to be like, I just need money and business. So you're putting so many people here in Ontario, in this big conflict of what the fuck do I do? And that's where I come back to, and this is the part that bothers me the absolute fucking most, is the division. Yes. There is a reason. There is an absolute reason we say divide and conquer. Exactly. Because division allows for that. So if we get the people to divide on top of each other, they'll police each other. Exactly. They'll bring this whole fucking thing down on top of themselves. It's all a master plan. Right? And yes. And so I just think, we. I don't care if you're vaccinated. I don't care if you are. I don't care what you do with your life. Cool. Don't like go kill somebody. Don't intentionally hurt other people. Be a and good human. Yes. Be a good human. But make your own medical choices. You do you. Your body. Right? And I think Doug Ford needs a little fucking dose of you do you and I'll do me. Like Exactly. <laughs> that's the whole point of this thing is where it's the part also that I do not understand is so... I can't walk into the arena. Fine. I I will. I will be that asshole. And just so everybody knows, I'm happy to be that. Um, I said to a friend of mine. You're you're a powerful woman. I can do that. I I stand in who I am. And I also believe I want to be on the right side of history. Mm -hmm. Because everybody says, oh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in, right? We're in the middle of a a history lesson here. This is all going to be in history books someday. Yeah. You're right. And what side of history do you want to be on? Mm. I want to be on the side of history that if I think back to any type of history where there was discrimination, where there was um, 
Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. Yes. Those big moments. The, the Underground Railroad, exactly. right? Schindler's List, all of those big things where it took so much courage, it took so much bravery to just say, whoa, this isn't how we live as humans. And I don't have to be a superstar in that, but I have to stand at the end of my life. I need to be able to know that I've done what feels right in my soul. And so, yes, I, I will be that person who, who stands up, even though it's maybe um, not socially acceptable to do that. And I see that with some of my family members, some of my friends are like, oh, she's doing a thing. And so I guess well, this is the part where I, I guess this is <laughs> the part where we tell the people of that thing. Well, that, um, is uh, yeah, it's big. That's, and I mean, it just started for you, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, this is like the first step. You've now done your first. You've done your first one, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a series of yes. things that you, yes. as a leader in a small town, are willing to bring people together and do what? <laughs> okay, so here it is. On, so it was Wednesday of last week. So it was, oh gosh. No, like, girl, it was last night. Oh, right. No, no, no. I'm talking about when, when this came oh. into my brain. No, 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 no. Oh, oh sorry, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. No, no, no. I'm talking about the very beginning. Okay. So okay, okay. eight days ago, I was really struggling because a conversation that I had with my brothers actually was very much, this is discrimination, blah, blah, blah. What do we do? Because that's the thing that everybody's noticing it everybody's not everybody lots of people are posting about it you see so much but nobody knows how to act Mm -hmm. how do we actually change this right and the big question that kept coming back kept coming back was but what do we do yes yeah but what can we do what can one person do what can we do and so I was driving my kids to school and this was just pounding around in my head and I just said you know what I need to disconnect from this and universe show me my next move And I just, at that point, I was like, whatever it is, I'm here, I'm open, I'm ready. And a day later, right, it's like, boom, and she comes. And it was, I'm just going to go stand at the arena because that's where this is happening. One of the places of my hometown, the arena that I skated in, the the arena that I played broomball in, the arena that I won ambassador of the fall fair in, those walls, those bleachers. I, so much of my youth is there. And you're telling me my kid can't walk in those doors with me because I'm not vaccinated there. I said it. I didn't want to say it, but I said it. And so I'm going and I'm standing there with my kids is basically what I decided or what came in as that messaging. I'm like, okay, so next Wednesday, which would have been yesterday on the 22nd, when all of that rolled out, I am going to stand with my children. I, at this point, I hadn't even talked to my husband. I'm like, I don't even know if he'll come with me. It will literally be me and my three children standing in a parking lot, possibly super awkwardly for half an hour to an hour, just standing there. And so I messaged six people who I know are in that same mindset and are struggling with the rollout of everything that's just come down the line with the government. And I said, here's where I'll be. Here's what I'm doing. I literally have no plan beyond this. If you want to join me, you can. And holy fucking shit. Oh my God. Not even a week later, there is over a hundred people messaging me. And in the group message that I sent, that was literally to six people like I am there I am there I am there and I'm like holy crap I didn't realize that I was leading a thing 
I am now leading a thing. And again, it's not about me. It's not about me being the leader. It's about people coming together. And I know there are people in this group who are vaccinated. There are people in this group who are unvaccinated. But every single person recognizes that this vaccine passport is not going to serve us. It's going to divide us. Right. And the thing that I see happening is that division creating such a place where the majority is vaccinated and they can't get back to normal unless everybody's vaccinated. Right. And so they turn on the vac- unvaccinated. Well, if you would just fucking get your shot, we'd all get back to normal. Right. So it creates this anger, this rage, this you're a piece of shit because you haven't done this thing that lets me get back to my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas, in my opinion, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. Let's all move on. Mm-hmm. You want to wear a mask? Great. Wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask? Great. If you're vaccinated, you're protected. Go to the grocery store. If you're not and you want to take that risk, cool beans. Go to the grocery store. This whole, uh, we need everybody vaccinated. And that's actually a quote that I've seen from Doug Ford is, he says he will never stop until every eligible Ontarian is fully vaccinated. And that scares me. Because that says to me at all costs that, right? And I, my brain, it does. It goes to the Holocaust. It goes to all those things where it's every single person, every single person must or else. And that's a very scary and a very, very slippery slope Mm -hmm. that we are headed down. And I have going back to that Holocaust piece. And I, there are people out there who, who hate that I have that comparison, but the very fact that there is parallels the very fact that there are comparisons that we can make and it doesn't need to be that it's going to be the same level of oppression or it doesn't need to be that like this is exactly the same as what people felt Mm -hmm. if they were um if they were jews we're not trying to draw that parallel what we're trying to draw as a parallel is hey here's the strategy that one crazy leader used we can draw parallels that the same strategy, the same tactics, the same manipulations are then being presented here. That is just you observing that the same level of manipulation and the same level of tactic is being used like however many years later. And that's not to say that we are like, it's working, but it's not to say that we feel what those people felt if you were a Jew during that time. We're not trying to say like, that is what we were feeling. But I think when you present your points and you go, Hey, these are parallels. You're more so, you're more so looking at, okay, this is the way that the leader took this tactic, controlled an entire group of people and made them do whatever he wanted to with one of the key pieces being of that is that you really needed that divide. You needed something that people felt really passionately on one side or the other. And I think for a lot of people, because their rights are being stripped away because of COVID, because very easy for you not even to think about the vaccine and you more so to think about how is this impacting my direct life? And if I just do this thing, then I get this thing. And I know that you have some key points of the way that Hitler did that. Of This is what they took away from them to then make them do the other action. Right. right? And that's exactly that's exactly it. So to become faceless, that's what yes. masks do. They make us faceless. They remove emotion. Right. And all of a sudden it's the same as sitting behind a screen and being able to type something. You can't see my face, so I can say things to you that I wouldn't normally say, right? I can I can avoid you the way I wouldn't be able to avoid you if you were in my space, Yes. right? And so becoming faceless. And 
Hitler did that. He actually did it by shaving heads. Everybody looks the same if you shave their head, right? But the biggest thing right now that I see, the parallel that I see is just like so big is the Jews. And it seems like a small and trivial thing. And I'm sure at the time it did. But the thing that was taken away from them were their bikes. The Jewish kids had to hand in their bicycles. They were not allowed to bike, whereas the Germans were. That's what we're doing right now. We're taking away recreation from children. And it seems like a thing that we're like, oh, well, it's only these people. It's only like a small number of people. And you want to do that? Just get vaccinated. But what if you don't want to? Should that right and freedom be removed from a child? The other thing that I see is the Star of David. The Star of David was to identify that you were a Jew. And so the passport is in reverse, but the exact same thing. It's to identify that you are vaccinated, that you are one of the good guys, whereas the Jews, it was you are one of the bad guys, right? And the other thing that I see is the Germans were not bad people. Same as the vaccinated people are not bad people. The Jews were not bad people. The unvaccinated are not bad people. But in the face of discrimination, they didn't know what to do. They see it happening and they go, okay, yeah, but how do I change that? How do I stand up and how do I say no to that? And that's where I was really struggling was that I couldn't sit down anymore and just go, well, what can I do? And so I was, I had to do a thing and it turns out the thing that I find so breathtaking in this whole thing is that I think there's so many people who were looking for something they could do. And that's the overarching, that's the huge thing that I, the takeaway from this, I don't want to call it a protest. Some people are, and I get it is what it is, call it what it is. Um, but for me, it's just a standing up. And there's so many people looking for an avenue for action that says, hey, I, I don't even have to say anything. I just have to be there. And that's what, that's what last night was. And it was so powerful. And the big thing that I want to... And I have to keep calling people back to because everybody's so passionate and everybody has so much fire in them. And I love it. But to remain rooted in love. All of this is because we are humankind and we should be kind humans that let's let's look past all of this other crap that's trying to push its way through our doors and just remember that every single person deserves to be here. And every single person should have the same right and freedom as you. And I truly, truly hope and I truly think that if this flipped, because everything in this whole mess has flipped every single time. A year ago, being an asymptomatic carrier was very like scary. We had asymptomatic testing. Well, now if you're vaccinated, you actually become an asymptomatic carrier. Mm -hmm. Which is, or, or you could be actually, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Totally. I was just going to say, and you might, you still need to continue with on with your point. Two key things with that girl. So one of them is you can be completely vaccinated and still get COVID. Cause I know two clients right. very recently. I'm like, are you serious? And then the other thing that's mind blowing. So one of them messaged me, public health told him this is unbelievable. Once you test positive, it can take months for <gasps> you to not be positive again. So if you go and do another test a couple of weeks because you've had COVID, I'm like, and he's fully vaccinated as a 43 year old man, 
you could still test as a positive case. I'm like, interesting. How the hell does that influence numbers? Then do you re-get tested a month from now? I'm like, are you going to go get another test? He's like, no, but public health communicated to me that I am still considered a positive case for multiple months. So that's what influences the numbers, right? Where it's still, (laughs) right? And I'm like, that's unbelievable that public health, and it was Waterloo is the the board, communicated that to him. Because I'm like, what and you're fully vaccinated he's like yeah but like maybe my symptoms were less i'm like still that influences public perception on active cases influences public perception that the vaccine then protects them from ever getting covid because he didn't get a covid test till like 12 days into symptoms because he's like oh it's just a cold because i'm fully vaccinated i don't have this thing yes and then he goes (laughs) and is a positive test and i'm like and he works for, well, it's a pretty big company. So Shopify is the company. So, like, they have all of their, like, Shopify laws yeah. and all that stuff. So he's just following all the protocol. And I'm like, oh, my God. But this is, not, this is not common knowledge. No, it isn't. And so I'm like. But if you get vaccinated and you get COVID because you can, you will be a carrier of this terrible thing that we're trying to save everybody from for months. Months. Oh my! Isn't that isn't that <laughs> mind blowing? It blew my mind. I'm like, Holy shit! You are totally blowing my mind. He's like, it blew my mind too, and I'm like, okay, well, but this is either it's either manipulation or if it's actually if it is actually real, and yes, that's the way that this plays out. Are we really afraid of active cases? No, because the numbers are. Like, this is, like, the, the numbers to me. Like, oh, we have 3,000 cases. We have 2,000 cases. Whatever that crap is. Right. When you know the manip- the manipulation of those numbers to influence public perception. Absolutely. It is wildly crazy. So, yes. anyways, I just And we, so- we can come back to what I was saying, but I do want to touch on that because I literally had a conversation with my father about this. And, bless his soul, he's not where I am, and that's okay. I totally support his decision. Um... But he, he was talking about active cases. And I said, I don't give a shit about active cases. How many active cases of suicidal people in the world do we have right now? Yes. Nobody talks about that. They talk about how many suicides, actual deaths we have. How many or cancer. Or, right. right. And cancer. How many people right now have cancer or are receiving treatment for cancer? Those would be the active cases. We hear about how many people are dying of cancer right? We don't talk about how many people are hungry in the world right now. We talk about how many, well, we're not actually talking about it, but we should be talking about how many people die of world hunger, right? We don't talk about active. Yes. Yeah. We don't talk about active cases. We talk about the end result. And yet here we are to propaganda thing to push fear. How many cases? Cases have gone up. Oh, cases have gone down. Okay. Who gives a shit? Cases mean nothing because we don't talk about cases in any other situation. How many people have been in a car accident? We don't talk about that. We talk about how many people have died in a car accident. So fine. Let's talk about how many people have died of COVID and how many people have died of getting the vaccine. I don't want to hear any more about cases ever Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you know how many cases have been what they call resolved those are people who got better people mm-hmm. like they're fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to be perfectly honest i think i've had covid i think my whole family's had covid mm-hmm. we guys are all alive mm-hmm. or if we have shocking news we're alive or okay this is the thing too is you're probably right you guys probably did have covid probably 
pretty much everybody at some point, if it is as highly contagious as what they've perpetuated, mm-hmm. we all have had it. Yes. And but a it lot didn't of people, start. It didn't start last or two years ago. It started a whole year before that. Yeah. Yeah. At least because when something is around, right, we don't we don't discover it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's it's been around for quite a while yeah. before it's like, oh, just mm-hmm. a minute here. Totally. Totally. Three years ago, it was called pneumonia mm-hmm. or like a type, a different type of pneumonia, mm-hmm. let's say. Mm-hmm. And that's what they called it because they didn't have a name. It presented similarly. Mm-hmm. It had a similar impact. Um, but a year later, they call it COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I know like we feel very strongly on our views and the way that we feel. Mm. So we are just we're just (laughs) sharing those with all of you to provide a perspective. You may go, holy girls, you have no idea what you're talking about. I'm an ICU nurse and this is not what I agree with at all. And that is totally okay. We are here to just present how we feel and what our perspective is. And also say that like Ashley's presenting, she's going to be doing these events or get togethers probably on a regular basis based on the response Mm -hmm. that you're getting. And I do think it's a fire in your belly to continue with that piece. We just want to give people that option that if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, to yourself, man, I just wish that somebody, because it's totally not going to be me, if you're that person that's thinking that, you have an option, you have a place to go, you have a person who's willing to kind of organize that, to put everybody together and say, hey, you know what, we all kind of feel that pro-choice matters when it comes to vaccination, especially when employment's being affected, especially when our kids' um, activities are being affected, your municipal things. Like, I was talking with our other really good friend, Sharina, I was like, girl, you're not going to be able to go to a steg and doe without a vaccine. Scene. She was like, I never even thought about that. I'm like, in a municipal building with this new thing, mm-hmm. that's how it's probably going to affect you more than anything else. Because she was like, I don't think maybe a restaurant, but I don't go to a lot of restaurants. And I'm like, probably because Steg and Doe's for people that live in this community would also be something socially that would affect True. them. Yep. And I don't see if we continue down this road of a vaccine passport. So they are now, um, you... <laughs> And the way that it's being presented, guys, it's it's scary because it's the way that it's being presented is your child can, it's basically take this test and see if your child is eligible to make a difference with COVID-19 children trials being accepted now. Like kids, right? And they're calling it a trial because it is a trial. They're also doing the same with pregnant women. And so to see if you're eligible to be a part of the trial, the test, the guinea pig, it's now eligible. But what they're pushing for is they're going to get this down to right now they're moving towards two years old and eventually it'll go down to a six month old shot. The FDA has not actually approved booster shots because there is literally not enough years of data to tell us what this va- what these vaccines are going to do to our bodies long term. There just isn't. That's why it's a trial, right? And so... That's the part where I think the push behind this is a little bit scary because we're we're trying something new here and that's fine. Try something new, but don't push me into it. Don't fear me into it. Don't bribe me into it because I'm not there yet. And and if people want to be part of that, let them be part of that, right? Like if you're like, yeah, I'm cool with it. 
let that be part of it. Yeah, I'm willing to participate. I am willing because that is, you feel in alignment. Cool, do it. Yes. And if you're like, yep, my kid can do it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. If you feel really, really on the side of like, hey, I've looked at the science, I've looked at the research, and I agree that this makes a lot of sense. Do that and allow that. Allow that to be your choice, and that is fantastic. We salute you. Yes. We just need to also, on the other side of that, say, hey, you know what? I feel differently. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready for that. And that needs to be okay as well. Absolutely. And that's where I think we come back to pro-choice, mm-hmm. right? We are, we live in a country. We have, we believe that a woman gets to do with her body what she wants to do with it. You can literally be pregnant and terminate that pregnancy. You can end that life, whether you believe it's life or not. That's not the debate here. Here in Canada, but other places in, right. in, in the States yeah. don't do that. Right. But yes. Right. But that pro-choice that you, this is your body. And you get to do, there's nowhere in Canada, there's nowhere in Ontario that says, oh, I need to see your abortion passport. If you've had an abortion, you are not allowed in here. It's like, um, pardon? They don't check to, like, right? They don't check to see if we have AIDS. They don't check to see if we're up to date on our colonoscopies. Right? Do you have an STI? You cannot sit on these toilets because, right? Exactly. And that's where it's. It, to me, is just a little bit shocking that we're in a place where that's rolling out at a very political policy place because it's we are evolved past that as humans, in my mind. Here in Canada or in, in and in Ontario, absolutely. But I think it's just Ontario and BC that are rolling out the passports. I think everywhere else is kind of on the fence. Oh, no, Quebec, too. Quebec yeah. also has, and has that, too. But the other thing, though, I look at places like New York. So the way that they're doing it is they're still doing division. They're doing that if you're vaccinated, you're allowed to eat inside, but you're non-vaccinated, you have to eat outside. So they're still giving an option. How do you feel about that? Right, but what happens over the winter? Yeah, maybe. Right? Like, oh, so it's it, it presents right now as a choice, which still is division. If you're unvaccinated you, and you want to eat inside, you should be able to. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's snowing out, I'm not fucking sitting on a patio with my kids. Right? Yeah. And it goes back to that bikes thing. If it was the middle of summer, would the unvaccinated have to turn in their bikes? Or is it just because it's winter, we're choosing skates? Turn in your skates, guys, because um, the unvaccinated can't skate. Mm-hmm. Tough shit. Oh, the unvaccinated, you can't eat. And it, the way that it starts, and this is, again, it's my psychology brain. I have studied this shit. I know how, what it takes to move somebody from thinking one thing to become a totally different person. And it starts with small, gradual things. You think about a relationship with an abusive partner. They're not hitting you on the first day. Mm-hmm. No, it's like two years in. And you're like, holy fuck, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. it's the same thing. We're at that place where it starts small. We're starting with kids, recreational things, right? And so most people are like, well, that doesn't really affect me. A, it affects my kids and it's optional. So we, we opt out of, we opt out of hockey this year. Well, fine. Like they're not going to love it, but whatever. Or, you know what? Grandma can take them because you know, you have to be vaccinated. We'll comply that way, whatever. Right. Or, you know what? We have to get vaccinated. That's fine. Cause and that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. It's how it started in the 30s. Mm-hmm. But it starts with this very gradual and almost what seems like an optional or a recreational thing where it's like, well, you don't have to do that. What if this was a grocery store? Mm-hmm. 
And it, the, the Jews, they could only grocery shop for two hours. There was two hours of the day. There was a time block in the day where they were allowed to shop. That's when the Jews were allowed to shop. Literally like two to three hours in this chunk. That's when you shop and everybody else shops every time, everywhere else, every time else. What happens when it moves to that point? Is that your line? Is that the line where we go, whoa, that's not fair. Or do we just go, well, then they should have got vaccinated. Fuck them. Creating a bigger divide. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And the part that I think of is when it comes to this, this discrimination and everybody coming together just based on that thing is I like to think that, so one of the things I talked about was last year, we were talking about asymptomatic carrying. We went off on this tangent about how if you have COVID and you're fully vaccinated, you might have it for months. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, I loved it. Um, but what happens when this thing flips again? Because it flipped already from like, don't be an asymptomatic carrier to all of a sudden we're going to vaccinate you and you are an asymptomatic carrier. And apparently you can have COVID for months. What happens if this flips? What if in a year as a fully vaccinated adult, your kids can't play hockey. What would you do? Because you're fucked. Because that's literally the exact position I'm in right now, is my kids cannot play hockey because I'm not vaccinated. What if in one year from now, the government flips it around completely on its head the way it has with this asymptomatic stuff and literally everything else? It's like, it's one thing today and it's the next thing tomorrow. What if your kids, and that's why I challenge you, to really think about this discrimination piece is what if it flipped? Yeah. Right now you are on the, I'm on the, I'm on the minority are, side right, of and like, you're on that, like for the person listening, that's like, they're on the privileged side. What you're presenting is, Hey, you know what? Because the government has been so inconsistent with their decisions mm -hmm. and has been so flippy floppy. And we no longer have trust in the choices that they're making because they have no fucking idea what they're doing based on what we've seen over the past couple of years. You're presenting that, Hey, you know what? They could wake up one day and go, Hey, this is the way that this looks moving forward. How would you feel? And I think that's a great question for the person to sit with of, okay, yeah, right now this is beneficial for me, but if at any point, well, it doesn't here, impact me, it doesn't impact me right now. My I'm fully vaccinated. My kids can play hockey. We just stay the course and it's all good, but it's beneficial because they have privileges that you don't have. Absolutely. So I'm saying maybe they're not recognizing that it's beneficial, right. but it's beneficial. So I'm saying that like it's privilege. Yes. It's the so, same as white privilege. Exactly. Yeah. So when they are on the other side, how is that going to feel so that's a question for you to just kind of let the audience sit with yeah. of, hey if that comes forward how will you feel how will you react mm -hmm. and when you sit in that place can you feel empathy sympathy yes. for the people who are on that other side that are feeling that way and i mean you're presenting come together as a collective we should all have the same rights we should have yes the ability of what we're choosing yeah exactly and i do think what you're also presenting for the person listening is, hey, here's the other side of that coin that maybe you didn't consider. Maybe you didn't think about it from this way. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to kind of end today's episode kind of right here and say, hmm, maybe something to think about. Mm -hmm. We welcome the conversation. We welcome the discussion. Ashley is going to be presenting this in like the Gray Bruce area, you would say, is kind of where we're starting, starting there. there. Um, but the draw is already hours out. Um, exactly. So the, the people who showed up last night, I like there are people, for me, I chose the Mild May Arena, even though I don't 
live in Mild Bay. I still live in South Bruce, so my children are still impacted by that very arena. But I could have chose Teeswater. I could have chose Walkerton. I could have chose anywhere else. But that was where my heart sat. And it's incredible to me that people who are not connected to that arena are traveling hours to stand there. I have a lady who messaged me, bless her soul. She said, I have a brain injury. I cannot drive. I will fucking be there. She doesn't know how she's getting there, but she's going to be there. Right. And she was there. And I just think like, that is that fire in the soul of, I just want to be a part of something that says, I believe in every single person. And every single person should have the same rights. So anyways, we should end the episode on this. That was beautiful. Thank you for um, listening, guys. This one was... Good conversation. Yeah. Thank you. It's very connected to my soul and my heart. And apparently my calling because I didn't realize this was all shining through. And here we are. So amazing. All right, guys. We will see you next Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. And um, bye for now.